Welcome back to Beyond the Helmet. That's hashtag BTHPod if you're following on social media. Today, man, I get a chance to chop it up with Super Bowl champion, former Green Bay Packer, none other than Jermichael Finley. Jermichael, how are you doing today, man? Man, I'm awesome, man. Just uh, enjoying life and uh, taking it one day at a time, buddy. Man, I'm obviously very happy to hear that um, because not many guys have their last play on a football field go the way yours did. So the fact that things are going well, there's a smile on your face today. Uh, Man, it's it's just one of those moments that anyone as a fan can just quickly realize how close things can really go from really going sideways. And uh, uh, I don't want to like, I don't like to begin things on a low note, but uh, j- just to hear All that good. you're doing well, um, man, just for anyone that hasn't been paying attention, what have you been doing recently? And, you know, do you mind just bringing us all up to speed? Oh man. Um, recently I've been, of course I have, uh, I have four wonderful boys that I, I parent and um, I have started a company called Elevate You. Um, and it's a company uh, involving kids, of course, uh, training kids, Showing, showing kids the, the way to go as far as training, player development, and just giving them the insight on, you know what I mean? If you want to make it in life, not even on the field, but uh, beyond the field and off the field, um, uh, things that, uh, you know what I mean, the tools that you to the next level and elevate your game. So I read what you wrote on the Players' Tribune uh, a couple years ago, which was still a couple years after, you know, 2013. I think maybe 2017 is when you wrote it. You know, what was it like for you opening up, um, particularly at that time, uh, about how that whole process went? Um, Not so much just dealing with a physical injury, but like the whole experience from that point on of basically what you had to do physically and then completely separate from that, you know, mentally, what it, uh, do you remember? Was it like stages of grief? How do we ultimately get to the spot today where you have elevate you and you can help young guys pursue their passion? Yeah, ton of grief. Um, it was something that I did my whole life. It was something that you know what I mean that um, that took me to the level of generational wealth as far as uh, my kids. You know what I mean? My kids going to be good and things like that. So football helped me out tremendously. So. Uh, ended it the way it ended um, wasn't so good uh, but at the end of the day um, I, I found a way out that whole um, that as NFL players leaving the game uh, being uh, being broke going bankrupt and not finding a purpose so I, I got into the realm of life where I was like let, let me get out this rut uh, stop feeling sorry for myself and uh, let's get busy and um, uh, my kids, um, my oldest kid, Caden, Caden, um, helped me find a purpose as far as training him first, um, um, actually getting him, him groomed up, ready to go and, um, going, he, he loves football. So I, I'm trying my best to get him ready for it. So, um, and, and once again, I, I, I started to, you know what I mean? I started thinking about it after we got done working, I should start some elevate you. You know what I mean? We started dissecting it and going to the 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 nitty gritty of it and it just popped off and now um now it's it's taken off and uh when football season over this year is going to be um some some awesome to to check out and the the growth of it's 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 pretty amazing that's awesome but but you don't have reservations about your son or, or maybe multiple sons pursuing football at a point now where my oldest two um 
a 13 now a nine year old where they saw me play football and they was like, Dad, you. So I, I got stuck, and they, they, they not they not tiny boys. They 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 thoroughbreds. They the they they on the other side of um, man. They they pretty big, and two um, youngest, and that's the kids. I'm I'm gonna be pretty patient about uh, playing a game of football because they never seen me play. You know what I mean? But the older two, they're just like that. Right, so it's one of, it's one of those things, man. And um, I'm gonna enjoy seeing it. And I'm gonna enjoy coaching them up. I'm going to enjoy showing them the, them the right way to play. And when they get older, older the business will be wicked on the other side. And part of your decision on some level to walk away from the game stemmed from a very important financial decision you made to invest in an insurance policy. Now, Thanks. there's so many mental aspects of you know you feeling okay about coming back let alone physically you being able okay but now let's throw in the business part of it like this third thing to really consider how much did that put your mind at ease that you don't have to go out there to play another snap i put my mind at uh, a a lot of ease because um one we played a game one i played a game because i loved it um when you get to the next level, uh, the National Football League, you go in, you go in, now it's a business. It's as far as yourself. Um, and, and, of course, um, I've seen how I played the game the year prior before I got hurt, and then I went into the game. I'm playing this game pretty reckless. Let's, let's, go, let's, go, let's go figure out what this disability policy about. Um, and I give kudos to my agent um, at the time, Blake Baird, who for athletes. Um, well, me and him went into the booth and we thought about it and we detailed it and we looked and it was like, you're playing the game pretty reckless. You don't like going down. You don't like getting out of bounds. You don't like doing all these things that uh, uh, people people do to protect yourself um, that, that plays the position like you do. And you, as you can see, you see um, Devontae Adams get knocked out um, week three of the season. And, uh, of course he got up, but rare that you're going to get up for them type of hits. Um, it's not that you built different. You just got lucky. Um, and, and th- them are the kind of hits that you gotta, you gotta snap back on and you gotta be like, Hmm, you know what I mean? I got to protect myself at the end of the day because it, it is a game of what have you done for me lately? So that that's the reason why I did it. But you play tight end. How you're in the middle of the field. You're you got players coming from all sides. You know you don't have a boundary to protect half of the area where defenders can come from. I mean, you're never really in a position to play it safe. And I would imagine a pro athlete that's thinking about playing it safe no longer is playing at the the peak of their game now because now there's something in the back of their mind about protecting themselves instead of playing the way that they were going to play. Absolutely, and and, and you know I mean. I, 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 I think the game of uh, football, especially in the National Football League, it's luck. It's all luck. Um, you, if you get 12 years, it's awesome. It's a blessing. But it, it's, a, it's a game now where it's moving so fast. It's so violent. Players are getting bigger and faster. Uh, um, there's no way around it. You're going to get hit. And it's like not that you're going to get hurt. It's when you're going to get hurt. And, and I, I think that's the game that um, – that you got to accept if you want to play. It's a, it's a gridiron game. 
who would have imagined that, you know, your ACL injury was going to be nothing but a footnote when it came to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ups and downs of, of potentially getting hurt and just playing in the NFL. Yeah, it, it's, it's vicious, man. And um, that, that's one thing I tell my, uh, my oldest kid because my nine-year-old, he's just reckless. He's, he's knocking kids. My 13-year-old, I, I tell him it's a game where um, you got to pick your poison and you got to protect yourself and, and things like that. And uh, man, it's, it's, it's a crazy game. And uh, I, I, you know what I mean? I thought I was going to play longer. I thought I was going to be at the next practice that Sunday well, it was the fourth quarter. I thought I was going to be at the next practice, but it goes to tell you it's a game where it's called any given Sunday and you don't know. And, and you, you can't go into the game saying you can't go into the game scared because you will get hurt. Um, you just got to go in and um, uh, do your best, um, give it, give it to your higher power and, and just go play it the best you can. Now I, I have to ask, uh, cause I've already alluded to it, the, the mental part of you leaving the game, you know, uh, what was the, the hardest part? I, I mean, was it maybe realizing that you were that close to maybe never walking again? Is it, uh, you wrote about this in the, the players tribune, basically the, the lack of, people caring, you know, that all that attention, the fame that comes with it, you know, was it that you now had a void in your life that you had to fill with another passion? I mean, do you, could you put your finger on what made you lose the most amount of sleep? Uh, what made me lose the most amount of sleep was, um, once again, you can never think forward. Um, and I thought, not, not just saying I thought forward because I played every game like it was my last because, once again, I loved it. But you, you can never think for it. And I put a number on my career as far as I wanted to play 12 years and call it. You know what I mean? Just because I have other I had I had other things that I wanted to do, like a elevate you, like a pay it for it and give it to kids. But at the end of the day, you just gotta play the game for what it is and never and never think for it and just go out and do your best and uh, pray for the best. And that's um and that's what I, I teach my kids is um uh, take it, take it day by day. Now, given, you know, the fact that you were six, four could run a four, six, how tough is it for you to now coach kids that maybe just don't have the, the physical gifts from God that, you know, you were yep, able yep, to, you know, just, yep. just be blessed enough to have, I mean, just now trying to help kids and maybe it's even your own kids, you know, now that you've sort of transitioned out to being a coach, how, how do you sort of walk that line of, of understanding what people's limitations are and, and trying to get them to that spot, even if they don't really necessarily have the, the, the gifts? Uh, that's a great question too, um, is telling the kids to finish one, do, do your best too, and give it all you got. Because if, if you're five, six and you run a four, 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 use that speed to get past this big fella. If you six four or six five and you weren't run a, 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 a what you want to run a four seven four eight more slower time, use your power now and use your 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 mind and your ability to to get around this guy. So use everything you got to your ability and finish and give everything you got to 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 what you're going to put in if you want to play this game. So when you were playing, um, and maybe this is when you were younger, maybe even in the pros, you know, did you model your game after anyone? I mean, Tony Gonzalez kind of feels like the obvious comp, but I, I didn't know if you really took any time to. 
I did, man. Uh, one one thing one one thing is crazy is I I I grew up in poverty. I grew up where it, it wasn't much. Uh, you know what I mean? I rarely watched TV because I was so busy playing. I was so so busy traveling playing AEU basketball. So my like I I, I get that question um, a lot, and that uh, never really thought about modeling my game out there. A Tony Gonzalez or uh, of course, I watched a Tony Gates. Uh, I mean, I'm not Tony. Uh, Antonio Gates uh, played multiple times, but um, I, I just thought myself. I thought me myself was faster, bigger, stronger. And once again, I just the, my luck just didn't fall in, in place um, to be. I, I was showing my skills at the time, but not not to show my full potential. If you feel what I'm saying, but never never modeled my game after anyone. Got it. Now, uh, I actually watched, um, it was called like an untamed series. I, I, it's something that it looked like you had done maybe prior to the 2013 season where uh, you had kind of documented a little bit of uh, your process of getting ready. Uh, and through that, you kind of talked a little bit about the upbringing. Your, your brother was involved in the making. It actually, it was ahead of its time. People today, I feel like everyone wants to put out something like that, but but you had done it, you know, <laughs> you know eight years ago. Um, yeah. I bring that up because you, there's there's so much in that. I would absolutely recommend anyone Google it. But when you're a Longhorn and you have to make that decision about going pro, you know, particularly if you're someone that's coming from poverty, as you've said, how much did you feel the pressure to just go out and make it versus risk another year of unpaid football? Wow, great question. And and the crazy part is, uh, you, you know what I mean? I never really talked about this as far as in an interview. So it's crazy that you asked about the nitty gritty of um, leaving University of Texas. Um, it, it was very hard. Um, actually, I'm meeting my buddy now for lunch that we left with, Jamal Charles. And uh, it was a very, very, very hard um, decision. But me and Jamal Charles were, was roommates at the time. And I was like, you leave, I leave, bro. Just like that. Just like that. And we went into a debate of like, you know what I mean, we, we can't afford to, to go into once again, thinking ahead of our times, like, let's not play this next year because of it could be an extra year in our career. A la, I got injured in the National Football League. So um, Jamal left. I left. Uh, Mac Brown came in with the po political talk. Um, here at the University of Texas, we don't do that. And uh, I was like, we are leaving, sir. Like, we're out. Uh, you know what I mean? Jamal came from pretty much the same background. Um, I think one more year, you'll be a top 10 tight end. Jamal, you'll go number one overall. And I was just like, nah, man, we are leaving. I, I'm not. So we, we left and um, and uh, we did our thing. And, you know what I mean? I had, had a great career. I, I think I had a great career for myself, especially from where I came from. So it, it was a very, very hard decision. Now, do you... Or, and even Jamal, anyone that you talk to, does anyone really care that Texas looks like it's about to leave the Big 12 and go to the SEC? Is that something that you guys really care about at all? No. Not, not really. Um, it, it's, it's, I think it's competing. I think, I, I think they're looking up, and I like it. And um, I'm a very, very uh, big fan of uh, Sharkeesian. So I, I can't wait to see what he do at Texas. Ho hopefully he's a Mac Brown type. And, and can stay there long enough where you can see my kid. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, congratulations. I know that um, 
Madden came out with with uh, those like uh, all campus uh, rosters, and of course, you were able to represent a tight end. Um, at this point yes, in the game, though, absolutely. Uh, do you care? Like, uh, you're, I'm sure you're so focused on getting past stuff and what's next. Like, when someone pops up with an accolade like that, it, do do you give it any attention? Uh, I get I give it a little bit. Um, you know, I mean, uh, it's it's a great it's a great accomplishment. Um, it's an awesome accomplishment on the next life and the next phase of my life. Um, as as accolade, accolades come out, um, it just goes to show um, that that the tight end position, um, especially going to the NFL, uh, the the pass and splitting guys out and and getting yards after the catch, um, I, I think I think I've done my best at it. I don't think that there's any doubt there. Um, you know, one thing I wanted to hit on before we wrap it up is part of what you outlined in the Players' Tribune is a dedication to meditating. Um, can you speak a little bit about to what that did uh, maybe to help you sort of quiet your mind, be able to get into that next stage of your life? And is it something that you still do today? Absolutely, man. Um I got into it, of course, after the game. I went into a dark, dark place, and uh, and um, of course, I'm a second chance guy. Um, don't want to get into the details of that, but it's it, it just I went to a place called Pierce Sports Recovery, and it's out in Oxnard, California. Um, and, and I went out there, and uh, a little lady, little Jewish lady, Deborah Whitney, um, she's the CEO of the place now, um, show, showed me the way and how to meditate. Um, and I started getting into it. And of course, I'm, I'm an impulsive person. I'm a, um, I got that personality where if I see it, I like it. And I lo- start loving meditation. And um, it, you had to start, um, you had to crawl before you walk with that because three to five minutes seems real short, but it's really long when you meditate. And, um, and I got to a point where I could do 15 minutes and it, it was something special. And um, I, I you know what I mean? If, if it was my choice, I, I would say everybody should do it. Definitely. Um, I also just wanted to quickly ask, in that Untamed series that you had filmed, uh, it seemed like you were aware, uh, or at least you thought that there was a perception of you as being you know, maybe too outspoken, and maybe the perception of you, you felt was that you were a selfish player. So when you just fast forward to today, because that, again, that's almost a decade old now, you know, how do you feel people um, maybe think of you or thought of you? I mean, just when you were putting all that together, do you think that stuff still rings true today? Or do you think you were dealt with or, or thought of as you know, fairly? Um, um, I still see it today as far, as far as me. When I get called um, or, or ESPN call me or all these guys call me to come talk or whatnot, um, they, they look at me as an outspoken guy. Um, I'm a very forward guy. I'm a very uh, a guy that's going to tell you, if you ask me a question, I'm going to tell you 100. It ain't going to be no sugarcoating on it or nothing. So um, I think they get that missing truth, um, especially in the game, man. I'm probably, if you ask anybody I worked for or anybody that worked for me, probably probably the hardest worker um, that they have probably today too. Um, um, if you guys ask the McCarthy's or the guys that coach me, uh, my agent, that, they'll say the, one of the hardest workers that you've ever seen. So the outspokenness spokenness come just from my hard work. And I know, I know what I put into the game and I know how much, how much work I, I put into, to put on a show on Sundays. Definitely. Well, Jermichael, to wrap this up, what's the best piece of advice that we can leave this on something that you would give to a young 
you know, kid out there that sees what you were able to do and wants to chase that dream too? Uh, man, everyone with a mindset that you're going to do it. Wake up with a mindset that you ain't going to, you ain't going to let anyone or anything distract you from your goal. And, um, and guess what? Go chase it and elevate and go get it. There it is. Jermichael, thank you so much for taking the time. It's at JermichaelF88 on Twitter, at JermichaelFinley on Instagram. And of course, it's Elevate You. That is where uh, the future is for the Jermichael Finley brand. So, th- man, thank you again for taking the time. Thank you too, man.